one is not allowed to say to his friend, Bring up this produce of my sesheni, to split it between us. Meaning that instead of bringing out the my sesheni produce himself, he is asking somebody else to do it for him, and he is paying him by giving him part of that produce. And the reason why this is forbidden is like we saw in the first mission of the Masechda, it's forbidden to do any business or use my sashini as wages for anything. And so since this is an example of paying somebody with my sashini produce, it's forbidden. However, the Mishnah says there is a way for you to do it in a permissible way, and that is that rather he should say to him, Ha'alem, bring up the produce, so that we can eat them and we can drink the Maiseshani in Yerushalayim. Why is this any different? Because in this case, he's not saying, in return for bringing up the produce yourself, I will give you some of the produce, that's how I'll pay you. Rather, he's saying, I've got all this Maiseshani produce, you'll do me a favor by bringing it up, and then I'll invite you as a guest to my house to eat part of my Maiseshani produce. I'm not giving it to you, as your wages, rather as we learnt in the first Mishnah, and this is sort of a quote from the first Mishnah, one is allowed to give my shin to somebody else as a gift. That's not considered a sale, and because of that one is allowed to invite other people to join him and eat part of his Maishashini produce with him. And because of that, he can tell this person to bring out the Maishashini produce, and then to come eat with him, and in that way it's not considered to be the wages, rather it's if he's just inviting him as a guest to his house to eat the Maishashini produce together with him. Mishnah base. as we know, it's forbidden to waste Maishashini, and the question of our Mishnah is whether one is allowed to put Maishashini into a position where it's more likely that it will be wasted in the future. So you're not directly wasting it, rather you're making it more likely to be wasted in the future. And according to the Tanakam, that is forbidden, and because of that, in Leichim Truma of Maishashini, one may not buy Truma with Maishashini money, because he is reducing the amount of people who can eat it. Truma is the gift which is given to Karnim, and only Karnim can eat, and even Karnim, if they become Tomei, then they can't eat the Truma. And even once the Karnam have gone to the mikvah and made themselves pure, they can't eat the trimmer for the rest of that day. So we see that there's lots of limitations on eating trimmer. And so to spend my sashani onto trimmer and give the trimmer my sashani status is forbidden because you are causing it to be less easily eaten. Far less people can eat it, so it is slightly more likely to end up not being eaten. You're limiting who can eat it, and that's considered a form of wasting it. However, Bishimun Matir, Bishimun allows it. And this is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon in many places of Shas, that one is allowed to make sanctified produce and carbonus more likely to become invalidated. And so to here, he is allowed to limit the consumption of the Maishashani by converting it onto Truma. And Rabbi Shimon is now going to try and prove his point, and if you recall in the first Perek we learned that the ideal way to spend Maishashani money is on buying carbonus. Now if you think about it, by spending my shady money on carbonus, that definitely makes it more likely that it will be invalidated and won't be eaten, because there's many different things which can go wrong with carbonus and invalidate carbonus, which wouldn't invalidate my sashimi. Yet we see that it's permitted. So we see that you are allowed to make my sashimi more likely to be invalidated. So Rabbi Shimon, Omanahem Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon said to the Chachomim, Moim If we're lenient with regards to buying Karbonus of Shalomim with my sashimi money, 
And yet, you're bringing about the possibility of that korban to become piggle. Piggle is a certain invalidation on a korban, which comes about when somebody offers up a korban with the intention that he will eat it, let's say, in three days' time, for example. Yet that korban can only be eaten for, let's say, one day. So if he has in mind to eat it outside of its fixed time, then it becomes piggle and it cannot be eaten, it has to be burnt. The Nisar, Nisar is an invalidation with regards to Karbanus, that if a carbon which could be eaten was left over past its fixed time, which is either one or two days, so again that needs to be burnt, the Tome, and also if a carbon becomes Tome, it also needs to be burnt. And there are certain cases where a carbon would become Tome, whereas if it was something like Mysashani, it wouldn't become Tome even if the same thing happens to it. So we see that these are three examples where a carbon can become invalidated, and it won't end up being eaten, and yet we see that you are allowed to buy this with my Sashani produce, with my Sashani money. So if that's the case, then in Okilba Truma, should we not be lenient and allow you to buy Truma with my Sashani produce? That's Rabbi Shimon's claim against the Chachomim. However, Omuloi the Chachom replied to Rabbi Shimon that they're not the same. And the main difference is, that when it comes to carbonus, when you buy that carbon at the time that you're buying it, you have not limited its consumption. It's still valid, and still everybody who could eat it before can still eat it now. You're right that it could become invalid, but that's not guaranteed to happen. And if it does not become invalid, then anybody who could have eaten it before when it wasn't the carbon can still eat it now. But when it comes to trimmer, however, as soon as you buy it, that's already limited it to only carnim and only pure carnim. So by buying trim with Maishashani produce, you are certainly guaranteed to have limited its consumption to only certain people. So Omer Chachom said back to Rabbi Shimon, Ma'im heikal b'zuchei shalomim, if we are lenient when it comes to karbonus shalomim, shein mutahim lazarim, that those are still permitted to non-karnim, so everybody who could have eaten them before can still eat it now. Nokal ba truma, does that mean we should be lenient with truma? She asura lazarim? which becomes immediately forbidden to non-karnim? Certainly not, because truma is definitely guaranteed to limit its consumption, whereas carbonus will not necessarily happen. Only if that thing happens, if that invalidation happens, only then will it limit its consumption. But since that is not guaranteed to happen, you can buy carbonus with my shiny produce. But trimmer you cannot, according to the Chachomim, because as soon as you buy it, already from then the Maishashani cannot be eaten by non-karnim. Mishnah Gimel, though ideally one is supposed to eat his own Maishashani himself, we learned in two Mishnahs ago and at the beginning of the Masechta that one is allowed to give Maishashani as a gift to other people. And because of that, somebody who had Maishashani money in Yerushalayim, he needs money and he needs to use that money to buy things which cannot be bought with Maishashani money. But he has no other money available, so he needs to use this money. So what should he do? So in this situation, his friend has produce, and that produce is in Yerushalayim, and it is chulin produce, it's unsanctified as of yet. So the Mishnah says that this person can say to his friend who has the fruit, This Maishashani of mine is now being redeemed onto your fruit, and so it comes out that it emerges that the friend will now need to eat his fruit in a state of purity, since the fruit is now considered Maishashani fruit, and just like with all Maishashani, it has to be eaten in a state of tara. The Halon, the other person, the one who needed to use the money, can do whatever he needs to with his money, because the money is now no longer limited to Maishashani uses, because the fruit is now considered the Maishashani. 
the sanctity of Maishasheni was transferred from the money onto the produce, and so the money is now considered chulin, so it can be used for anything. Now the Mishnah ends off with a warning that One should not do this with an Am Ha'aretz. He shouldn't say this to his friend who has produce if the friend is an Am Ha'aretz. An Am Ha'aretz is somebody who is ignorant of many laws, and because of that he is generally assumed to be Tomei. He doesn't know the laws of Tumah and Tahara. So if you do this whole deal with your friend, your friend won't end up eating that fruit in a state of purity, rather he'll end up eating the Maishasheni in a state of Tumah, because he is himself considered to be Tomei. So in general, you should not do this deal with an Amoritz. However, Elaba Demai, unless the Maishasheni is Maishasheni which came from Demai. Demai is produce from which it is unsure whether the Trumas and Maishas have been taken. So in Jabonon, we are strict and we require somebody who has such produce to separate a few of the tithes again. So if somebody has Maishasheni money from Demai produce, since that might not even be Maishasheni, because perhaps the tithes were already separated, so it's only a doubtful Maishasheni, and therefore one would be able to transfer that sanctity onto an Amharitz's produce, since anyway it might not even have any sanctity. And since it's a doubtful case, we are lenient, and so you can transfer the sanctity of the money onto an Amharitz's produce. Mr. Dalit, the following Mishnah is very similar to the previous Mishnah, but the added point which this Mishnah will bring to the table is that Maishasheni can be redeemed even if the produce and the money are in different locations. And as such, Paris Yerushalayim, if he had produce in Yerushalayim, Umoiz Medina, and he had Maishasheni money in some place else in Eretz Yisrael, but not in Yerushalayim. And again, he wants to use the money, which is Maishasheni money, he wants to use that for other purposes. Says the Mishnah, he can say, Omer, he can say, That money, that Maishasheni money, should be redeemed onto these fruit. So the fruit will gain the sanctity of Maishasheni, whereas the money can be used for anything. Continues the Mishnah, what happens if Mois Yerushalayim, if he had money which was Maishasheni in Yerushalayim, Ufez Ramadina, and he had Chulin produce in another place in Eretz Yisrael. So again, Omer, he should say, This money which I have with me now, in Yerushalayim, should be redeemed onto those fruit. And in this last part of the Mishnah, we're taught an added thing. And that is that although, as we learned earlier on in the Masechta, once produce has been brought into Yerushalayim, it can no longer be redeemed. Nevertheless, since in this case only money of Maishasheni was brought into Yerushalayim, it can still be redeemed onto produce which is outside of Yerushalayim. Now another added point in this last case is the fact that you have now redeemed Maishasheni money onto Maishasheni onto produce which now becomes Maishasheni. Now one is only allowed to redeem Maishasheni produce if it is, is the original Maishasheni produce. But if this produce is only Maishasheni because it was money rede- was redeemed onto it, then it can't be redeemed again. And therefore in this case, he can only do this as long as he brings up the produce and eats it in Yerushalayim, as opposed to redeeming the produce again onto money and bringing the money to Yerushalayim. Again, the reason being that one is only allowed to redeem Maishasheni produce if it is the original Maishasheni produce, but not if it's produce which money was redeemed onto it.